Hello, everyone. This is the RERS Energy and Climate Podcast. I'm Arabella Wang Chen. So you remember we mentioned the questions we sent it to the authors and then to exchange some ideas and thoughts. And now with the World Resources Institute, China's can't help. We've received a reply from the authors. So let me just. Um, refresh you and remind you here a little bit the name of the、uh, report we interpreted in our last episode. So the name is Optimization of Suzhou's Carbon Emissions Peak Roadmap and a Long Term Vision for 2050. And we translated the answers from Chinese to English because you know they also answered the, our question. Or in Chinese, and we will upload the author's answers both in Chinese and English on our websites, and we hope、uh, you could check it out later. And so we're going to share the valuable answers to our questions that we sent through earlier to you. And so, without further ado, let's get started. Our first question is:、um, What is the impact of of COVID nineteen、uh, when Suzhou's carbon emissions peak and its carbon emissions after twenty twenty? Well,、um, the author think the international economy is suffering tremendously from COVID nineteen,、um, and the COVID nineteen may have an impact on when Suzhou's carbon emissions peak and its carbon emissions after twenty twenty, due to the you know the negative impact of the pandemic on Chinese economy, which is affected by international trading and industrial lockdowns in China at the early stage of the outbreak. However, they also pointed out that you know it is important to review and optimize future governmental efforts to lower carbon emissions. That's because the authors take the view that marked differences in predicted carbon emissions in different periods resulted from different periods of social and economic development. I know it's a little bit tricky here, but well,、uh, you can understand. So,、um, the following their argument. Um, were based on the comparison of、uh, predicted carbon emissions forecasted by three studies, including the report itself, and the other two were the Suzhou Low Carbon Development Plan and research on low carbon development optimization strategies in Suzhou's thirteen five year plan. A second question. So we do wonder what would the role of carbon pricing be when Suzhou is decarbonizing, and the authors kindly replied that carbon pricing promotes lower emissions by carbon emitting companies, or it can be a means of paying the cost for carbon emission activities. And you know, carbon pricing effectively converts external cost into an internal one. As a pilot to establishing a carbon trading market, Suzhou have set up a carbon emission reporting and reviewing institution, and promoted a disclosure, you know, of carbon emission statistics. Companies and governmental agencies have.
used the pilot to increasingly improve their abilities in low carbon management, as well as their awareness of the importance, you know, of、um, creating a low carbon environment. Um, facilitating low carbonization in production and consumption,、um, a highly effective monitoring and management and、um, evaluation of carbon emission could play an important role in Suzhou's、um, future decarbonization. Okay, here comes our third question: Why do energy-intensive industries with low Output value still exists in Suzhou. What action is the government taking to address this issue? How does the government in Suzhou view the role in its carbon emission peak roadmap? So the authors think that energy-intensive sectors play an important role in social development while limiting the increase of energy-intensive industries and promoting innovative high-tech industries. Equally crucial in realizing low carbon development, the government in Suzhou is working on ideas to control the expansion of in energy intensive industries, and they also do this,、um, adjusting the structure of existing、uh, companies using. Um, large capacity power generating units while shutting smaller units, and firing efficient factories while eliminating inefficient ones. Specifically, so the government has raised the entry threshold for new projects, eliminating, you know, factories with inefficient production. Well, the government also has worked to. Um, develop a production chain that is characterized by low carbon consumption and high added value. So,、um, the government plans to remove the、um, energy intensive firms and relocate parts of、uh, of their supply chains. In the future, Suzhou's potential to reduce carbon emissions through technological advancement will gradually decrease. And the Suzhou's energy-intensive industries, such as you know power, iron and steel, are already relatively advanced in terms of reducing emissions. Yet, these energy-intensive industries still have significant potential to further reduce emissions as the city,、uh, you know, works to develop clean energy and promote low carbon and. You know,、um, negative emissions technologies. Given this, these industries can make a huge contribution to you know to the realization of the peaking and achievement of net zero carbon emissions in the city.、Um, how do the authors view the the relationship between economic growth and carbon emission decoupling? Well, the authors found that. Suzhou's economic growth and carbon emissions have slowly decoupling for a long time. Well, according to calculations of the city's economic development and growth、uh, carbon emissions, to answer the question, the authors used 2020 scenario to forecast when Suzhou is, you know, going to decouple. They predicted that. Suzhou will realize this in 2028. However, 
the realization and the stabilization of decoupling depends on the stabilization of carbon emissions, society, and the economy. Okay, um, our last question: Which policies of the central or local governments contribute most to the realization of peak carbon emissions in Suzhou? Well, this is quite like a grand and general question, but it's and、um, the authors give us very pretty. Um, clear answer. The authors think that recently the main factors facilitating the, you know, the reduction of carbon emissions are optimization of the industrial structure, adjustment of the economy, and technological advancement in the industrial field. In response to national policies, Jiangsu Province formulated a work plan to reducing the use of coal and substituting energy, as well as an evaluation system of gross energy consumption and energy intensity. The national policies include a plan for energy saving and reduction of emissions, the promotion of energy sectors with.、Um, You know, strategic importance and the promotion of,、um, and say, advanced technologies, etc. Jiangsu Province also released the the work plan we、uh, we just mentioned earlier, like、uh, such as the the implementation plan for the leadership industrial energy efficiency in Jiangsu Province. Following closely the national and the provincial development plans, Suzhou is implementing a reduction in the use of coal and valuation system for ensuring responsibility for achieving energy efficiency goals. The city released a technological、um, innovation policies to develop the. Ability to concentrate and coordinate high technology and innovative resources in the region, and you know the authors、uh, think that these measures could drive regional development and support the peaking of carbon emissions in Suzhou. So、um, that's all the five questions, and we do hope you enjoyed the episode today. And we hope that if you have any questions, you can leave your comment below, and or share your comments with us on our platforms or on our websites. And we do、um, hope we can see you in the next episode. And、uh, have a great time, everybody! Thank you again for listening to our podcast, and see you 